Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. How's it going, Michelle? It's going awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We got some exciting news. Woo-woo! So, uh, the radio station that we are a part of, which is 98.3 KMWV, is doing Make Music Day in Salem, Oregon on Monday, June 21st, which is today when you're listening. Woo-woo! So you know, 2021. So we're actually going to be going to this event and we're going to be asking like the band people if they've been in a situation, if they should totally be dead right now. That's right. And meeting people. So if you're in the Salem, Oregon area and you would like to say hey to Michelle and I, we would love to say hey to you and you know, yeah, chit chat. We'll say hey back, man. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be at the Willamette Heritage Center in Salem, Oregon, which is also Mission Mill. That's what I call it. That's what I've always called it. That's fun fact. Nick and I are going to get married there. And so we're going to be there. So it's from noon to 10 p.m. But Michelle and I are going to be there at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And probably party till it's closed. Do you know what I'm saying? If it's going hard, we're going if there's no drinks there, we will be out by six. <laughs> it doesn't say if it's a dry or not, so I don't know. We're unaware yet. Yeah. So if you want to come say hey to us and listen to some awesome bands and artists, like, please come out. Yeah. Check out Make a Music Day. Yeah. Woohoo. That'll be fun. That will be fun. I can't wait. This will oh. be like kind of our first like event out and about. Out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good lord! People Exciting. are gonna see my face. It's a whole thing. I'm gonna have to like brush my hair. God damn it, Caitlin. I'm sorry. <sighs> have a shirt that doesn't have holes in it. You know. Great. I'll probably have to go shopping. Ooh, we go shopping. Yeah, we got oh. new clothes. <laughs> this is where we should have our merchandise. Oh, God damn it, Caitlin. You're exactly correct. I want to make shirts. Make some quick. Yeah. No, I guess we need them tomorrow or the next day. We would need them. Yeah, we would need them. Too quick. (laughs) Too quick. (laughs) Anyways, so yeah. So come meet us. Come check out some awesome bands. Actually, Andy, who was on the podcast about the Father Time story, he's going to be there performing. So come check out Andy. He's really talented. If he's not wearing his cat Cat sweater, sweater. I'm not going. (laughs) Okay. I'll let him know. Please do. Okay. (laughs) But yes. Oh, that's exciting. But uh, good times. Yeah. So are you going to roll into some not as good times with your story now, Caitlin? Yes, unfortunately. But again, they survived. So. (laughs) So they're in your stupid face. Exactly. (laughs) So Michelle, this story, I need your opinion. Okay. Is it stupidity or is it attempted murder? Oh. Let's, uh. Okay, I'm sitting up in my chair. I'm ready to rock and roll. Okay, we're in Great Springs, Colorado. Okay. And it's 2016. And our survivor was not named in these articles, so we will, you know, definitely give the privacy, of course, to them. But I picked the name Katrina, because, you know, Katrina is a good name. Katrina is a very pretty name. It is a very beautiful name. It was one of those, like, I always had in my back pocket if I had a baby girl, like Katrina. What oh, really? What a pretty really? name. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Like Kira, Katrina, yeah. Cassandra, all those. I just love all those names. Oh, so cute. Anyway, all sorry. Right. Oh, yeah. You're like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about your damn baby that's non-existent. Oh, <laughs> I care. Uh, Not that so. much. <laughs> 
Oh, gosh. Maybe we shouldn't have gotten that other drink. <laughs> oh, we haven't even talked about what we're oh, drinking. Shit. Okay, sorry. You guys. Damn. What did we have, Michelle? Oh, my God. You okay. made it. Well, sorry, right. Katrina. We're yeah. backing up. So we made sour apple tequila cocktails. In the morning. In the morning. So they're a little rough to drink. I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> they were actually very good at any other time but 9 a.m. You know what yeah, I mean? It was, it was 10. 10. Okay, 10 a.m. I apologize. No, and actually they're called uh, also the Lucky Shamrock, so they'd be a great uh, St. Patrick's oh. Day drink if you're looking for a great yeah. drink. So it's sour apple pucker, like it's equal parts sour apple pucker and tequila. Mm-hmm. So eh. one and then um, you add a, like a half ounce of lime juice and a little bit, um, and then you top it with Sprite. And we actually didn't have Sprite. We only had club soda. Club soda. So we added the, the sweetened lime juice that yeah. you can get. You know, it looks like grenadine, mm-hmm. but it's lime. So we added that and then club soda. And actually, yeah. it turned out pretty darn tasty. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, just not for the morning. But it was yeah. it's pretty light, actually. So Yeah, it turns out drinking tequila first thing in the morning is not for me. It's probably not the best idea, but we've had worse. If so. we were sitting on the deck on a sunny <gasps> afternoon. On a beach. On a beach. At, oh, mm, now it's the perfect drink. It is. Yeah. So. so. Delicious. All right. Continue on, Katrina, back in what, 2016? 2016, February 2016, Colorado. Mm, Colorado. Okay. Great Springs, Colorado. And she's married to a man named Byron. Okay. And they have two sons, and their relationship is kind of rocky right now. Mm. Divorce has been brought up a few times. Okay. So they're struggling. They're struggling a little bit. Probably fighting a lot. Yeah. Not living their best lives. Exactly. Okay. So Byron was like, I want to rekindle what we had. So I'm going to do like this evening, like make dinner, kind of like a romantic dinner at home, mm. I guess. You okay. know? Okay. She comes home and... Is she surprised like, by all the effort that he's put out? You know, it doesn't say. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure she's like, wow, oh. you cook. You know? Great. First time fucking ever. <laughs> So, he also makes her a drink, which is like like a honey tea or something like that. It was like lime honey tea. It was an interesting combination. Uh, And but what she Katrina did not know was there's also ground up sleeping pills in this tea. Okay, I'm gonna weigh in. (laughs) real quick. Attempted murder. (laughs) That's that's where we're at. This isn't a fucking accident. (laughs) (laughs) Judgment done. So what he was saying is he sometimes have done this to his wife so she can sleep better. Oh, isn't that sweet of him? You Give know? her sleeping pills without her knowledge. So once she started feeling sleepy and weird, he took her out into the garage where he has two cars running so she keeps warm while she's sleeping in this or car. Or dies of carbon monoxide. What the fuck? This is a known suicide method okay he wanted to keep her warm save it so i'm fucking done with buford already or whatever the buford. fuck his name is was it byford byron byron you heard so she is now in one of the cars to keep warm while she sleeps you know and she I starts feeling more disoriented and now she is trying to leave the car but he mm. won't let her He's like, stay here, yeah. babe. You're fine. And then he leaves, and he keeps coming back to check in on her. Make sure she's dead, perhaps? <laughs> Make sure she's cozy, you know? Uh-huh. Save it, Caitlin. I'm she not even having it. She is now starting to vomit. 
Mm. Like she is disoriented, vomiting. She actually does escape. And she calls police and tells them, my husband drugged me. So they come and when they show up, the C2 meters are going off like crazy. Like (laughs) the whole house. No shit. Yeah. And their kids were in the house too. Oh, they I were forgot they had kids. Yeah, they oh, were there. No. So firefighters came in and they were shocked to how, how much the levels of, of CO2 CO2 was in there. Oh, it's just CO. Oh, it's C- not CO2. Correct. Oh, sorry. It's carbon monoxide. That's what it is. Yeah. So um, carbon. Mon- well, it makes sense because. Mon means one, and ox is oxygen, oh, yeah. so one oxygen. That makes sense. I see, I see. So. Carbon monoxide. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, people. Tequila. Uh, First thing in the morning. So when the firefighters came and they took the, the levels of carbon monoxide, it was 900 parts per million. And that is the highest he has ever seen in his career. Wow. So anything above 150 to 200 parts per million can cause disorientation, the unconsciousness, and death. So from 150 to 200 can cause that. The house is at 900 parts per million. So it was crazy high. Yeah. Like they said if they were there probably any longer, they'd be dead. They would just fall asleep and that'd be it. Oh my God. So was he showing signs yeah, so as well? All four of them were taken to the hospital. Luckily, the two boys were released really uh, like fast. Very quickly. Yes. They, to family, because they were okay. Okay. So they, they watched them. They were fine. But... Katrina and Byron had to be treated in a hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Wow. Treatment. Tank? I'm going to call it tank. Tank, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it is, but... But yeah, so they, they had to stay in the hospital and be treated for that. So then, once they recovered, Byron was arrested for attempted murder and two counts of child abuse. Oh, okay. Good. So, trial comes in December of 2016. So, okay. from February to December. Based on the look on your face, I'm not wildly <laughs> excited by this. His lawyer wanted to bring down his bond to $500,000. So, he would only have to pay 50000 to get out okay. on bail. But the, the district attorney was like, no, he should keep it as high as you can, you know. But, so he didn't get bail. Oh, okay. So, we're in... December and the prosecution was just like, uh, duh, sleeping pills, uh, two running cars in the garage. Exactly. And also was they found a towel that was wedged underneath their garage door. Oh, for heaven's sakes. (laughs) I want to keep it especially warm in there. Yeah. That's probably why the boys were fine. That's probably the only reason the boys were fine. Well, the thing is, they were like, this is cut and dry. Like he tried to kill her. They were going through a divorce. They were going to hard times. He didn't want her to leave. So he was just going to kill her. But okay. the, the defense was that, one, he did the sleeping pills things before. Like, so she has issues sleeping. Mm. So it was a, not an unknown thing. Right. It wasn't just like the first time he's grinding up sleeping pills in her drinks. Right. And when they first... Uh, met they met in a car and had an intimate moment so he was trying to recreate that moment what the fuck with ever. the with the running cars <laughs> whatever and, okay okay and with the towel 
there was a, another area that didn't have that was open and it wasn't like closed up or anything. So if he really wanted to kill her, he would have closed up everything. Everything, not just the one spot. Exactly. And then also, he didn't even take out the batteries of the carbon monoxide detector because they were going off when police arrived. So if he really wanted to kill them, you know, he would have took the alarm off to alarm them like, oh, you know, carbon monoxide poisoning could be mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. And the biggest indicator is that his kids were in the house and he has a great relationship with his kids. So why would he try to kill the, his kids, you know? Well, he didn't try to kill them because he stuffed that good old towel mm. under the door so it wouldn't get into the house. Mm. I'm just, I'm on the attempted yeah. murder side. Okay. I got to say, uh, the last time I saw somebody, you know, grind up pills on the regular <laughs> was in fucking Twin Peaks. And that oh. was not a good situation, so... So that is their defense. And also the judge received 30 letters from the family and friends of Byron saying, you know, how he's a great father, how, you know, this is just a misunderstanding. And even Katrina wrote to the judge asking for him to get probation because she wants to keep the kids, you know. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I am, I'm shocked (laughs) to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. um, To each their own, you know. Indeed. And we don't, I mean... That's why I don't it's a know. question. I'm giving you the Byford what's happening. or whatever the fuck his Byron. name is. Byron. <laughs> so. Buford. That's what I want to keep calling him. <laughs> the judge was having a difficult time because he had no prior convictions. And with all these letters, he wants to take in consideration what the survivor victim wants, you know, to right. be seen. And is he going to be a danger to society? I mean, that's mm. pretty much. Or the community. Right. And so. With all that being said, it was a hard decision, but they dismissed the attempted murder charge, and he pled guilty to two counts of child abuse. Wow. So, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now we're at sentencing in February of 2017. Okay. So. A couple months later. Yep. And so he is sentenced for the two counts of child abuse to three years probation. With 100 hours of community service and then two years of prison time hanging over his head if he breaks parole. Okay. There was a gasp in <laughs> the courtroom when, I don't you even know, know what to... There's a gasp right here. <laughs> okay. Proceed on. So, I mean, really, so... Pre- but in the affidavit that she wrote, she found out she, she's pregnant during all of this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So did the was the baby okay after I being think so. yeah, they, sleeping pill drugged and carbon monoxide mm-hmm. poisoned? It seems like everything was okay. But I mean not mentally, I don't think. I mean So I, this is the I, question. I'm like, was it him really just being fucking stupid or well also the defense is like he's an educated man, but it doesn't sound like and he's if not he re- making choices of an educated well, man. They it said seems if like. he really wanted to kill her, he would have just done it instead of going through all these things to do it i don't know may he try to make it look like a suicide like it's <sighs> it's really that's why i'm just so confused i'm just so confused I'm but i also... mean once those pills went into that drink that is not okay 
Because Agreed. she's a grown woman. She can take care of herself. And if she needs sleeping pills, she's going to take them herself. She doesn't need to be drugged, you know. Yeah, exactly. But there's like a, a medical thing, you know. But she seemed like a coherent type woman. If, yeah, if she knew that those were going in there and it was just part of, you know, like, I'm making you your, your night your drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know that there's sleeping pills yeah. in there. That's one thing. But once the deception's there, yeah, that's, that's when it's That's attempted. a whole different mm-hmm. ballgame. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to have the listeners decide for themselves what it is, but I have my opinions. <laughs> I have my opinions as well. They're not but. good for bovine or whatever the fuck his name is. What is it again? Byron. Byron. I don't Shut know. I, I can't remember that. All I want to say is... Byford, Byford, oh. or Byford, or whatever. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, now we know that's a name you will not be using anytime soon. Talk about Katrina. Yeah, know it's a fake made up name, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh. We, you know, privacy is is good. That's privacy. a struggle, man. Right? Isn't it so crazy? <sighs> I mean, that's a tough thing for the judge. Well, I mean, the fact that he didn't like hang out in the car with her. You know, yeah. he was, like, trying to recreate their first date. Yeah, but he's and not there. he's in the house. Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And there's two cars running. Not just one. Yeah. It's two. That feels like... Just to like keep it warm. It's murder. like... Murder. Everyone right? knows that's how you can kill yourself. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I just... Uh. I was looking up some of the um, carbon monoxide poisoning symptoms. Mm-hmm. And I guess it can totally mimic the flu. So, headaches, fatigue, nausea, dizziness, confusion, and irritability. Mm. And. Yeah. Oh, and there's more. Continued exposure can lead to vomiting, loss of consciousness, brain damage, heart irregularity, breathing difficulties, muscle weakness, abortions, and even death. Whoa. So, I mean, it's amazing that she didn't, you know, lose the baby right there. It just said that was her statement is that she was pregnant at that time. So, it didn't say that she lost the baby. I think that would be in the. Yeah, I think it would have been there. Been more prevalent. Exactly. Like, (laughs) another charge would probably be there. But yeah, so it. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, mine is. We don't have to make any crazy, you know, judgments on this one. I mean, we can, but... All right. Well, I'm just going to apologize right now because this one (laughs) takes place in Thailand. Okay. So we're going to have a lot of Thai names in here. Okay. uh, Locations and that type of thing. All right. So after my apologies, here we go. (laughs) So this story is about Shalaba Kalioth. And she is on... Uh, like a vacation in Thailand. Oh, fun. So her and her friend are hanging out. Um, she is from Waterloo, Ontario, mm. up in Canada. And she was uh, in the middle of completing her Master of Applied Science at the University of Waterloo. Shalaba was meeting her friend in Thailand. They had been apart for four years, and so they were going to meet there and do a little vacation. Oh, that's fun. A little vacay. And so they found themselves sort of in their bathing suits and their cover-ups and their flip-flops watching one of the big fire shows that they have in Thailand. Oh, okay. And they sort of were watching as, you know, all these Thai men slung, uh, Spun flaming staffs, ropes, and balls of fire on chains Ooh. and all over kinds of stuff. So during the intermission of this show, 
the two went out to explore the beach. Oh, nice. And so I guess they were just right there. It was yeah. like, I think something similar to a luau. Oh, you know, okay. And it's yeah, usually yeah. right there on the beach. You can go out. So, but when they stepped from the sand to the sidewalk, Shalaba felt a sharp pain in her right pinky toe. Oh. And so she lifted her leg and then she saw this half meter long snake dangling <gasps> from her foot. Oh my gosh. So she instinctively kicked it away well, yeah. and slammed the reptile against the wall of a nearby building. Oh. So she was like, Shit. yeah, she yeah. was like, let's kill it. Boom, boom. <laughs> and it's dead. So, but seconds later, she was hit by an excruciating pain. Oh, I bet. And it started in her toe and swiftly moved up her ankle, Uh up to her calf, up to her knee, and then finally, like, into her thigh. Oh, my gosh. Very quickly. Yeah, so she said it was like hot lava traveling up her leg. Oh, my gosh. So her leg buckled and she fell to the ground. Wow. And Navas and a passerby, like, who was just sort of, walking by stopped to help and they picked her up and they carried her to the Kofifi Don's World Med Center. So I I apologize. I'm not Thai. That seems clear. (laughs) Um, So it was a small walk-in clinic there in Thailand. Or there in their, the city there they were in. And then another passerby followed along with the dead snake. Oh, just so in case. He, yeah, they okay. picked up the snake and brought it in smart, with them. Smart. Yeah, I know. See, I wouldn't have thought of that. Leave the dead snake where it is. Mm-hmm. Fuck that snake. <laughs> Within minutes of reaching the clinic, Shalaba's leg started swelling up, <gasps> and mm. the pain became even worse. But no one knows what the snake is yet. No, okay. and not at this point. But as it turns out, Shalaba was bit by a Malayan pit viper. And these are found through Southeast Asia all over. And okay. uh, they typically grow to, this says 50 centimeters. I'm trying to think of how long that is. That's only like maybe 10 inches, if that long. And wow. But they can actually reach up to three feet long. Oh, wow. So they can get fairly yeah. big. They're not considered aggressive, but they will bite if they've been disturbed. So, oh, so it sounds like she maybe stepped, stepped on it, on it oh. or something along those lines. And the bites can be very serious, leading to swelling, pain, skin discoloration, blistering, hemorrhaging, and necrosis. Necrosis? Is that how you say that? Yeah, I think so. It's the death of cells and tissues and organs that can lead to amputation. Oh. Yeah. It's not good. So. Holy cow. It okay. essentially kills all, everything that it kind of comes in contact with. Ooh. Yeah, and in some cases, it can cause hemorrhaging or bacterial infection, and of course, the bites can cause death. So, at the clinic, now, they weren't sure if the viper had actually injected its venom, because I guess it's pretty common for these types of snakes to have dry bites, is what they call it. So, they bite you, no venom is actually injected into your skin, they just decide. If yeah, it's okay. I think, or yeah, I'm not sure what why they're some are dry and some I are see. not. But this one, it was clear it wasn't oh. because <laughs> okay. her leg was so swollen that her flip flops didn't fit. Whoa! So yeah, poor thing. So they gave her pain medications, IV fluids, antibiotic, and a tetanus shot. So she's been like pumped, souped up up with all kinds of stuff. And then they performed a test to see if the venom was actually in her blood. 
Oh, So okay. they did that. So while they waited for results, they called their fathers, um, mm-hmm. Shalaba and her friend, who were both doctors, oh, as well, it turns out. I know. Well, wow. <laughs> okay. So Shalaba's father was a half a day away, but her symptoms were progressing so quickly that she... F- he was concerned that he wasn't going to be able to get to her in time. Oh, my gosh. And so they just essentially offered advice over the phone. And so now seven hours later, the results are in. And, in fact, she did need anti-venom because she had venom. She had to wait seven hours? Yeah. And probably at this point, her whole leg is probably swelling up like crazy. What happens crazy. if they gave him the anti-venom and she didn't need it? Like, what the Good worst question. Case? These are the questions. I'm just mad. <laughs> That's so huh. long. I'm looking to see if it... No, I know. It does seem long. I'm sure the doctors would have done it if they didn't think it was going to... It's like, you know. whatever. <laughs> Give me that shot right now. Okay, so, so she needed the van- anti-venom yeah. and fast because, you know, she's sat around for seven hours now. So it turns out snake venom doesn't stay at the side of the bite. It floods into the surrounding tissues And it can start to destroy cells and impact the body's ability to clot blood or the blood's ability to clot. And so the doctor said there was no guarantee that she was going to survive. Oh, my gosh. So (laughs) this news was, of course, made worse by the fact that she was extremely weak and fading in and out of consciousness. She could hear everything, but she could only respond with a yes or a no. I mean, at this point, she's so weak and just having trouble. So, we have a little something about antivenoms. Oh, please tell. We'll get into it. Okay. So, they're made by injecting animals, usually horses or sheep, or both, because they both have very strong immune systems. Mm. And so, they inject them with the snake venom so they can produce the antibodies that neutralize the toxins, and then they harvest those antibodies out of the blood. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I yeah, no I, had, I had no idea myself. So, and then they purify it and concentrate it, and then mm. it becomes antivenom. It has venom has different qualities depending on the species it comes from and where the species lives so every bite must be treated with a very specific anti-venom oh so i guess you can't treat a rattlesnake bite with the same anti-venom that you would treat you know this oh, malaysian sure. pit okay. viper so they that have to know sense. so it made a lot of sense that they actually brought the snake in mm-hmm. so that was smart thinking So, in our case, the clinic actually did not have the right antivenom on hand. Oh my gosh, of course. So, she had to be transferred to Fifi Island Hospital, which was a larger facility 10 minutes away. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not like she has to be, like, airlifted out of there. So... Once she got there, there's another delay in getting her this antivenom because they're running the blood work all over again. Why? Because they it's the new staff. They want to see if the no. other staff had it right, I guess. Oh, my God. She felt completely helpless. <laughs> well, I bet. I mean, uh, oh, my gosh. And she can't do anything. She just has to lay there and hope for the best. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So the reason the doctors were so hesitant to give her the antivenom yeah. is apparently it can cause anaphylactic shock oh. if you don't have it. And it can cause serum sickness in the long term. It like It's a very uncomfortable immune response. Yeah. And so I guess giving yourself antivenom or getting when antivenom is, can be very harmful. I see. So I see. that's why okay. they were... Very Makes concerned. sense, but still seven hours is a long time. Yeah. So now yeah. the second test has confirmed that she does, in fact, 
have venom. Is that in another her seven hours she had to wait? Um, it doesn't actually say. Okay. Here. They probably had something maybe a little faster. Yeah. Let's hope so. Let's hope. So they gave her her first shot of anti-venom. And then they waited to see how she reacted to it. Oh, okay. So if her blood started clotting normally, she probably would not need additional doses. Oh. So, but unfortunately her blood did not clot. Um, and she had another problem now. The doctor was concerned that the venom was causing the tissue in her foot and leg to start to die. Oh, no. And so, because, of course, she was bit on her pinky, pinky toe, toe. And so now... It's slowly creeping it's up. It's slowly creeping up. The tissue's beginning to die. And now they're concerned that they're going to amp- have to amputate her foot. Oh. Or leg, even. Yeah. And through all of this, there's been quite a language barrier. Oh. As it turns out. And okay. it so has just made the whole situation far more stressful. Neither women spoke Thai. And the doctor was trying to convey all this medical information in English as best he could, saying that they might need to chop her leg off. Oh, no. (laughs) So poor thing. Poor thing, yeah. So now 10 hours have gone by Mm -hmm. after she's received her first dose of anti-venom. And so the doctors now tried a second dose. And this time it works, but not without side effects. So her grip on reality, I guess, started to disintegrate. And she started to slip in and out of consciousness. She would be unable to differentiate between dreams and being awake. She would fall asleep mid-sentence, only to wake up seconds later, feeling like she had slept for hours. Oh, my gosh. She was disoriented and scared and in constant pain. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Poor thing. By the following morning, and now this is just her third day in Thailand. Oh, my gosh. So... Once again, we're at the beginning of the vacation. Yeah. This shit can't wait till the end. No. She was beginning to actually see some small improvements. Oh, so okay. She was still in pain. Her leg was super bruised, but she was alert. She stopped the falling asleep and falling in and out of consciousness. And the doctor even allowed her to have her friend take her outside in a wheelchair to get a little fresh air. Okay, so now that's nice. She's on the road to recovery. Yeah. All seeming well. So the day after that, she was able to move around on crutches, and her doctor decided she was out of danger. Oh. Which is 24 hours left on her trip. She was discharged from the hospital. So she can enjoy the last last little day. And she kept her leg. That's really... Yes. So her leg was still painful and swollen, but intact. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's lucky. So she wanted to see as much of the island as she could in the very short time they were there. So she... Made her, her way around on crutches. They were checking out restaurants and boutiques and even went to a beach party. Aww. So she made the most of it. Yeah. She couldn't dance much, but they took it slow and still made the effort to dress up. <laughs> I know, poor thing. The next morning, they went on a boat ride and even snorkeled. Oh, wow. So she's doing much, much better. Okay. She was eager to try swimming with the sharks, but her friend nixed that plan. Yeah, let's take it slow. Yeah. After our ordeal with a snake bite, you really want to be bitten by a shark. shark Or, yeah, hard pass. (laughs) She said, I thought it was best not to interact with wildlife for some time. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
Later that day, the friends started their separate journeys home. Oh, okay. Shelba had to travel in shorts because her leg was still super swollen, but otherwise everything went smoothly. Okay, good. Her insurance company even upgraded her to first class so she could like stretch her leg oh, out. Oh, wow. I know. Heard of I, such want a thing. I want theory. I that insurance company. <laughs> so by the time she touched down in Canada, she figured the worst was over. Oh. But as you can see, there's more to my story. Oh, shit. I thought this was a happy ending right now. Nope. Dun, dun, dun. Now continue on. So six days after being bitten, she was back home in Waterloo. She initially planned to get some uh, sleep, and then she was going to call her family doctor and kind of get checked out by him. Yeah. But after the nap and the shower, she realized that her exhaustion had not improved at all. Like, now she's still super tired and still like, this seems unusual. I should have been, like, ready for, have a little more energy to get out and do things. Yeah. And she noticed that bruises had started to bloom across her other leg and arms. And she felt dizzy. So she called two of her university friends and asked them to please come over and take her to the doctor. Oh, okay. So she first tried like a nearby walk-in clinic. But then they, like, essentially took one look at her and sent her to the big hospital. Yeah, absolutely. So they waited in the emergency room for several hours. And all the while, she's, like, on the verge of falling asleep. Oh, no. So they're chatting with her, trying to keep her awake and things. And once again, she would essentially just fall asleep in the middle of talking. Oh, my gosh. And... So eventually, the medical staff brought her back. And they were checked to see how easily her blood would clot and the results were so extreme that they were undetectable by the hospital's machine oh so they ran the test again the second test yielded the same results and what they realized is that there was a problem with their blood and that it was taking a dangerously amount long time to clot okay and so they contacted poison control and consulted a toxicologist and they speculated that she had, in fact, not received enough anti-venom oh. when she was in Thailand. So she got a little bit better because it was like, oh, it's still a dose, but she still needed more doses to fully recover. That's exactly right. Her body experienced a delayed reaction to the oh, snake's venom. Okay. So she needed another dose. Mm-hmm. But now it was going to be even more difficult to try she... to find oh, anti-venom. Yeah. She's, in Canada. she's in Canada now and not in Thailand where these snakes are prevalent. Oh my so gosh. So they ended up getting in touch with the Toronto Zoo to see if they had anti-venom. So they were able to find anti-venom for their only venomous snake at the zoo, which is the you know what? It's a rattlesnake. I'm oh, just okay. going to... Masaga Ua. Ugh. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> nah. But it's also a venomous pit viper. Oh. So it's Lays related to okay. the other one. And they actually found a second option, which was at a different zoo. But they... It was easier to get, but they didn't feel like it had the right... It was the right type of I anti-venom see. for her. Yeah. So they ended up going, the closest vials of Malayan pit viper antivenom were in the United States. So the hospitals put in request for both of the Canadian locations, the one that was the rattlesnake from the Toronto Zoo, as well as the other one that they weren't quite sure would work. 
So her body's ability to clot was so low Mm -hmm. that now she's at risk of a brain hemorrhage. Oh my gosh. And because she was bleeding from her body's like meniscus membranes Uh and she was in the middle of organ failure. Oh my gosh. So she needed essentially a transfusion to keep her alive. She could still talk. She could still communicate and laugh a little bit, really as if she didn't realize the seriousness of the situation. (laughs) She felt so much better than she had in Thailand that she figured she had to have been recovering. So she had a talk with the doctors, and what they told her was that she shouldn't walk anywhere. If she bumped into something and fell, she could essentially bleed out. Oh, my like, god! Because she can't clot, clot. blood at mm. all. Like, any small cut just or anything, bleeding. she'll just bleed and bleed and bleed until she eventually dies. Holy cow. She was so fragile that even minor ailments like nausea, lightheadedness could cause serious damage. Even vomiting could cause a life-threatening internal tear or rupture. And then she'd be dead. Holy cow. I know. Her organs were shutting down, and she had already survived a ton of internal bleeding, which, like, they weren't even aware of in Thailand. And they were giving her, like, less than 50% to be able to survive the next 6 to 12 hours. (gasps) Like, she did not fully comprehend what dire straits she was in. Right. And so she waited there anxiously waiting for one of the anti-venoms to arrive she was almost never alone in the hospital because she was constantly being monitored so they were always going in and checking for her they were looking for increased pain swelling and redness which is a sign of more additional internal bleeding and so they were very concerned about that two hours later the anti-venom arrives from the toronto zoo it was accompanied by a police escort wow so they drove that ship there fast So after a small test dose to re- to rule out any major allergic reactions, they gave her the full dose. Yeah. And then more waiting, and then they would do a blood test to see if she was starting to stabilize. And so the results came in, and the antivenom was working. Oh, yay! Uh, so doctors and nurses cheered and hugged one another. <laughs> and so now within days, her blood work, started to correct itself. The internal bleeding had stopped. Her organs were returning to normal function. It took a few weeks for the swelling of Mm. the bitten leg to go down and for her to get back up on her feet. A few months after being bitten, she could still feel sort of the tingling and the pins and needles in her legs, in her foot and lower leg. But for the most part, she was kind of getting back at it. Oh, yay. Uh, Okay. So a year later now, she is... Back to normal. Oh. Uh, and then she's working at an uh, engineering consulting firm. Wow. And despite the ordeal, she doesn't fault the snake. I, that would not be mine. I'd be like, <laughs> stupid snakes suck. Nature's scary. Yeah. No shit, man. <laughs> at the end of the day, we were the ones in its path. I was like, you're nice, girl. But she vows to always buy travel insurance and always look where she walks. Oh. <laughs> But that is, uh, okay, well, at least she got to enjoy some of her trip. Yeah, the, like, 24 hours in the first 24 hours and kind of the last 24 hours. Could you imagine being that parent and trying to help save your child's life over the phone? I know, and knowing that if you got on a plane, most likely they would not survive long enough for you to be able to see them. Yeah. Oh, my God, forget it. Oh, my gosh, couldn't even imagine. Wow. 
Well, she got the right anti-venom and... It took a lot of people to save her life. So I'm glad they all came together and made Ugh. it. Police were like, let's get this venom Snake to bites her. are freaking scary, man. Yeah, they are. Oh, my gosh. So it's true. I, I did actually not know how anti-venom was made. I didn't until know either. Well, I thought article. I just saw, like, the snake biting into, a, like, the Like cup. a glass or, or something. Gla- yeah. yeah, and the venom dripping down. But I didn't know they actually injected it and then took that. Yeah. And, that's interesting. I had no idea. I didn't either. So you learn something every day. Freaking horses! Thank you for yeah. and sheep for all the amazing anti venom. Yeah, it's probably because they would step on them all the time and be like, whatever. Right. I can't be killed by that. Nice try, snake. Yeah. You're dumb. Just a little bite on the pinky toe, and I know. you're almost dead. Ah. I wonder if she had cut her pinky toe off right at that moment. I mean, granted, who would do that? Not me. But I was almost to the point though at uh, in the at the Thailand hospital if I would just be like cut it off right yeah, now we're because done. just chop it like you said <laughs> chop it off. it hurts too much yeah I'd be like I, I can't even fit my flip flop <laughs> so forget it yeah but I just jumped to the extreme apparently <laughs> just like cut it off you're the person who you get stuck under a small rock and you're like just take my arm <laughs> yeah I'm doing it it's time. <laughs> That's you cutting off your arm. Is that what it sounds like? (laughs) You didn't know about it. (laughs) Am I old or something? Like, what is that noise? I'm not clear. I'm clear. (laughs) Sounds like a creaky door. (laughs) You got a rusty knife, I guess. (laughs) Suck, man. That would be my luck. Yeah. Uh. You die of tetanus after you've just chopped (laughs) your own arm off. That'd be the worst. Nate just comes and picks up the rock. (laughs) It weighs like three pounds. (laughs) It's too much. Oh, my goodness. I'm stuck forever. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, those were good stories. Oh, I still think attempted murder. I still think, yeah. I'm on the attempted murder side. I am as well. You start drugging someone, you're trying to do some harm to them. Absolutely. Yeah. At I least mean, that's how it always plays out in all the movies. And I mean, such. could you forgive the one car, but two cars? Yeah. I, Makes I couldn't no forgive sense. the first car. And the car. towel. But uh, good stories, and we hope we see you today at 5 p.m. And yeah, we hope you have a fantastic day, and I hope you had a good Father's Day. Oh, yeah, shout I guess. Father's, yeah, yeah, shout out to dads everywhere. And. Yeah, and please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We have a website, I should totally be dead right now.com. And yeah, so we'll we'll catch you guys later. Yeah. All right. Woo woo. Bye. Bye. Bye.